Will a lighted grill on the new Jeep Grand Wagoneer entice you to drop 100k for one? We found out why Jeep owners recommend not buying a Jeep Wrangler. Is your Jeep too loud? Don't forget to share the Jeep Talk Show with your friends. Just tell them to go to jeeptalkshow.com. You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. This episode brought to you in part by Nexon Tire. Nexon Tire has been around for over 77 years. Nexon has made passenger and SUV tires, along with street performance for many years, and most recently have started making off-road tires. The Nexon Rodian MTX is an amazing long-time off-roaders with all-around all fantastic performance in mud or rocks. Find out more about Nexon Tires by going to NexonTireUSA.com right now. That's NexonTireUSA.com. Yes, yes, and we are the official, official. Can you say official? I think it's 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 good enough news so I can say official. Official, I think it's, you can. We are the yeah. official G podcast of Nexon Tires. I love saying that. Hopefully, we'll be saying that about uh, more companies in the future. You know, it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or never driven anything but Jeeps. This show is for you. Josh, Tammy, Wendy, and myself, and Chris are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about what is it, Chris? Jeeps. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> I'm Chris, and I break windows on the trail and don't even realize it. <laughs> Ooh. And howdy, it's Wendy, and I'm pissed off that a gender reveal gone wrong has destroyed thousands of acres of forest here in Southern California. Such idiots. It's fire season. Do you think having a pyrotechnic <laughs> explosion is a good idea? Oh, but the kids love a good a, a good campfire, Wendy. You know, I'm Tony, and I have no idea yes, what I'm doing here. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, we're in trouble now, folks. <laughs> Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. Well, we've got a couple of stories we want to share with you, and one of them is about Jeep bringing back that Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneer nameplates for their new three-row SUV. Kind of previewing a new, I'm sorry, previewing a new model with a concept that gives a look of its exterior and interior styling. So one of the cool features is this new um, chrome trim with the body on frame platform, independent rear suspension, but they have this intricate lighting element. So if you guys haven't checked out the video yet, it's really kind of cool. Um, it has this light up grill in the front. Um, which was designed by Ralph, Ralph Giels. He's the FCA's global head of design, just in case you weren't sure about that. And you can check it out on Instagram as well. But what it does is it has the name Wagoneer on it that lights up first, and then it lights kind of going downward of the seven sections for the grill, mm -hmm. and then it just has a light. So it's kind of interesting to see, but I don't know if you guys are going to like it or not. It's be interesting to see what you guys think. Have you, have you guys checked out the video yet of it? Uh, I have not. Chris, have you no. have you seen anything about this? Yeah. I've not seen the video either. I have seen you have? Uh, the, the photos and everything that's been online right. and in the uh, paper. Definitely interesting, and I, I think it'll be uh, the, uh, the, the next question everybody's going to ask is, how can they change that, or how can the Jeeper modify the sequence or the lighting to customize it? 
I, I'm just amazed that yeah, uh, or put it in color. <laughs> yeah, I'm just amazed that the uh, yes that they're concerned about the lighting um, behind the grill. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're going to put 24 inch uh, uh, wheels, uh, I, I guess <laughs> it's just it's just so far away from Jeep. It's funny. Yeah, it's kind of funny when you see the video. You're thinking to yourself, "What is the point of that?" I mean, it kind of starts off with that, you know, illuminating the name Wagoneer, and then it kind of flows down to the slots, and then it does the headlights, mirror lights, and running lights. So it's kind of like a show, maybe. I don't know. It's kind of silly. I wonder if they can tie anyway, it into check the it ste- out. I wonder if they can tie it into the stereo system. You know, boom, boom, boom. The lights, you know, will come on and off at the right the the right <laughs> frequency. <laughs> Yeah, and actually what would be kind of cool is be, it starts off with one color and then it graduates into others, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, multiple colors would be great. And a, a nice red and blue uh, light yeah. on behind the grill would be fun, wouldn't it? You know, Friday nights, pulling people over that were yeah. uh, maybe drinking a little too much. <laughs> yeah. Well, just remember for that great light-up grill, um, that production is going to start in 2021 and guess what? Costs are going to be around sixty thousand for the Wagoneer, and then fully loaded Grand Wagoneers are going to be above a hundred thousand dollars. Is it worth that lighting system? I have no idea. I got you. Got to ask the question: What is fully loaded for forty thousand additional dollars? I mean, is that like a guest room? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a guest bathroom and a guest room? I mean, this. I mean, forty thousand dollars. Good God! I think that's a full time person. And her full-time person comes with that so that when you go off-road and you get a little bit of dust or dirt, they can come and clean it for you. It's the maid, the trunk maid. It's not not, not a trunk aid. Yeah. This is a trunk maid. Maybe We're going to get letters on that monkey. one, Tony. Have you seen trunk the trunk aid? monkey series of YouTube? Maybe it maybe comes with a, a trunk monkey, a Jeep monkey. Yeah, the trunk monkey. Yeah, exactly, where it takes care of the, the, <laughs> the, guy, the, the guy that comes out and he's ranting at you because of the way you drove or something or cut him off and the... The trunk monkey comes out with a tire iron and baps the guy in the head and gets back in the trunk. The trunk monkey, yeah. I like it. That's it. That's perfect. <laughs> well, a few weeks ago, Hennessy Performance staged a drag race uh, between one of their mi- mildly modified Chevrolet Corvette shop vehicles and a stock Jeep Grand Cherokee Trackhawk. I think they've done this the before. Did uh, have, and, and I can't remember who won last time. I think the yes, Trackhawk won uh, one last time. It did, and it uh, reports that it won again. Uh, it had uh, Hennessy Performance exhaust. It was the only modification, but uh, uh, that exhaust, they claim, gave it over 1,000 horsepower <laughs> uh, and over 900 wow. pound-feet of torque. So, uh, Jeez. Uh, oh, the, my uh, God. Yeah, it's uh, oh, you know, a beast. And, and the remember the uh, F4 Phantom? I saw one of the air show once that did a low speed, high speed pass on uh, down the runway, and it was like the size of a bus. And I remember they said if you put enough horsepower behind something, you can fly a brick. It's almost like a jeep, you know. A jeep is kind of like uh, formed like a brick as well. And that that reminds me of this. I mean, can you imagine coming up next to a a, a Corvette and go, "Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go," and then you dust them. Yeah, I'm just in a jeep in a brick. <laughs> <laughs> How embarrassing. Yeah, in a brick. That seats five and, people comfortably. And what's the price tag of this guy? <laughs> How comfortable yeah. do you think they are when they're racing the Corvette, Chris? <laughs> that, that depends on, on your, the company you keep, but uh, this one <laughs> I, I believe is currently, uh, the Trackhawk sells for over $100,000 currently. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't make wow. enough money. 
Chris, are you going to get one and uh, tell us all uh, how it no. was? When I win the lottery and I won't win the lottery because I don't play the lottery. But if I did and I won, I, I, I'd buy one. <laughs> you think you would? So, you think you'd buy one of these things? It's a sharp. Uh, you could get a big garage, kind of like I, uh, uh, Jay Leno, and you could put all these vehicles that you'd, that you'd want, maybe drive once a month or mm-hmm. something. And, and get a mechanic and a trunk oh, aid to go along with it. Mm-hmm. Would you get and a, a trunk, trunk monkey? Would you, no, I, would you I, get a I trunk would. monkey for for each vehicle, or would it just be one that you just have to follow you around? Probably just one. And keep keep you know get get them used to yeah. used to what I like. But uh, <laughs> yeah, probably just one. Help me out. Put him on a schedule. <laughs> but uh, the, uh, the 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 Trackhawk. It's a it's a sharp looking vehicle, and I've I've seen them on the road. It's it's a, it sounds nice too. Oh really? I don't think I've ever I noticed they've, one. They've done a good job with it. No, I don't yeah. either. Yeah, I've seen wow. a couple of them around here and there. Did you try to race them in your well, uh, your Jeep with the window out? No, no, <laughs> no. Uh, where, where I live in the Detroit area, we see a lot of manufacturer vehicles oh, around. Yeah. So uh, occasionally we'll see something roll by with an M plate, and uh, uh, it's it's pretty neat. Yeah, that makes sense. I didn't even think about that. All right. Well, <laughs> these <laughs> I got laugh at this because it just pisses me off so much. Here we reasons why you shouldn't <laughs> buy a Jeep. According to Jeep owners, and, and I mean Wrangler, like proper Jeep oh. owners here, th- th- these people think you shouldn't buy a Jeep. Yeah. So one of the reasons, and I want to hear from both of you guys on this, Jeeps are highly customizable, but customization isn't cheap. I think we can agree with this. I would yeah, agree. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's much easier to get people to say nice things about Jeeps than anything negative, but there are some drawbacks. Among them is the fact that the very customizable Jeep owner's love can quickly turn into a wallet draining expense. I was going to say experience. Either one would be true. Um, But damn, it's fun. Would be true. Yeah. But damn, it's just so much fun to to modify the Jeep and uh, especially... Uh, n- not taking anything away from your your skills on working on the Jeep, but uh, Wendy, but you, it's really great because Bill can put all that stuff on for you. That's right, and he does a really good job. But you guys know what Jeep stands for, right? Just empty every pocket. So I think this yep. is very true that it's not cheap yep. to customize. Yep, it's much like a mugging uh, that you're uh, happy to be a part of uh, <laughs> until you <laughs> until you, all your pockets are empty. Another thing they say here are Jeeps aren't designed. Mm-hmm. For long road trips. What? Yeah. I guess I can kind of understand Why? that. There's no place to lay down in the back. There's, uh, <laughs> there's it's really not much room. I guess uh, a, a, a JKU or a JTU, uh, or I'm sorry, JLU would be, uh, have a little more room. But um, yeah, I guess they are pretty tight on, on stuff. Chris, how far did you have to go this past weekend? Did you drive very far in, uh, uh, in your Jeep? Oh yeah, it was uh, twelve plus hours round trip, and uh, oh, we did perfect. thirty miles on the trail. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was six hours to and from destination. Uh, personally, I, I I I'm the driver, so I'm I'm reasonably comfortable in in my JK. Uh, but the the rear seat passengers certainly don't have the uh, the, the luxury. And, and my kids being teenagers now and, and grown, they don't enjoy riding in the back of it for as long as. Uh, uh, I do driving it, but, uh, I, I can, I can see that. I mean, it's loud and, uh, you know, also have a, a grand Cherokee in the driveway. And, uh, I, I will say I occasionally drive the grand Cherokee, not long distances, but, uh, uh, it's, it is, it is nicer than the proper Jeep Wrangler, uh, but, uh, I, I don't mind it, but I'm probably an anomaly there. So would you, would you say it's more comfortable for the front seat uh, passengers? I mean, driver, you've already said it, it's a, it's not unpleasant to drive long 
long stretches. Is it uh, kind of a front seat, back seat thing, you think? I think so. I believe so. And and there is there is a big difference yeah. between the, the two-door Jeep and the four-door. Uh, I uh, had a colleague years ago who had a two-door JK, and uh, we went to lunch uh, one day, and he first time he rode my Jeep, which is a four-door, and we didn't even get out a lot of the shop. And he's like, oh, this is so much more comfortable. I said, really? And then I went for a ride in his two-door, and uh, yeah, it's quite a difference. Just a few inches makes quite a difference oh, I can between two-door and the four-door. Yeah. So they actually say size can be a drawback. Uh, ground clearance is crucial for uh, off-road capability, and Jeeps definitely have plenty of that. Uh, that feature, however, can impede some drivers and passengers from climbing in and out. This one made me laugh. I, 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 oh, for I, heaven's sake. I per yeah. personally like this one. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a meme today, and I had a little, uh, a little bulldog sitting in the passenger seat, and it said, you had to have a lift, didn't you? <laughs> because i'm sure the dog was having a hell of a time getting in but damn it they try like uh, uh well, hell to get I, in i i think that is sometimes an issue especially if you're older or maybe you're not as flexible but the way i look at it is if you do that and you're driving and you have to climb in and out all the time you're staying flexible and you're staying yeah, younger exactly. so don't worry about it yeah, and I think this is, I look at it. this is for grandma, grandpa, and uh, anybody, like, like I've said before, sure. with hip issues. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Chris, do you have a lift on yours? Did you uh, did you have any problems getting in and out of the uh, of, of your Jeep or maybe a family member? Uh, I don't. I'm 6'4", six, 6'5", six, depending on what convenience store I'm running out of. Uh, and uh, I do have a 2-inch lift and a 33-inch tire. So it is a it is, uh, little inconvenient for uh, anyone of shorter stature, uh, but they've got grab handles in the right places. Um, but I, yeah, I understand it's, it's not, uh, not for everybody. And a lot of people just like to fall into their vehicle and it is, uh, different when I ride in or drive a, a vehicle that sits lower. Um, you know, to me, it's just like, I'm falling into it. It's uncomfortable me for me to get into a quote unquote normal vehicle. You're right. So let me make sure I'm clear on this. <clears throat> After you've robbed a convenience store, you're concerned with that extra inch, <laughs> so you'll actually tiptoe whenever you're going past the the measurement on the door to get that six five, hopefully. Oh dear! Here <laughs> we go. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, and you guys are you guys are gonna love this one. Uh, Jeeps are loud, <laughs> powerful, rugged, what? and reliable. Jeeps are uh, not delicate vehicles. Yes. One of the trade-offs for their legendary, yes, legendary capability is that they simply are not quiet. Just shut the hell up, both on road and what off. What are they talking about? <laughs> oh, for heaven's sake! I think it's the tires. It's Must the, be the tires. Yeah, because these. If you don't have necks and tires, you could have loud. That's you go. that's exactly right. Those tires are quiet. They're smooth too. So, uh, and you know, oh. that could be part of a problem, uh, for long trips, because if you have much rains and maybe that, you know, you've got sure. that B 52 droning out of sync noise with the engine, wom, 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 wom. after about 12 hours that, you know, and you, st you stop someplace, you continue to hear that noise for the next four hours. So I guess I can understand how a, a Jeep being loud would, would be pretty bad for a long trip. Yes, however, a, a good tire such as the Nexa, and I run all terrains myself, I think make a significant difference. I had the opportunity a few years ago, uh, had a rental Rubicon, JK Rubicon, with just a couple thousand miles on it, and uh, I'm happy to see Jeep go away from that aggressive mud terrain tire, because that was that was pretty uh, pretty annoying after just a few miles uh, for that 
that uh, particular tire they had on it at the time. And uh, that, that, to me, would, would get annoying. Yep. So, uh, Wendy, you guys do MTs, right? You got the MTX Rodians, right? We do, yep. And and uh, you guys have had them for over a year? Well, you have them on several vehicles, yes, don't you? Yes, and we have it on... We, yeah, we have it on the lifted Chevy truck, too. So uh, are you guys noticing any additional noises as, as you wear uh, the tires, as you wear the Nexons? Nope. I, I'm going on Seems a year. Seems to be about the same. It's pretty darn Yeah, I'm going on a year, year with mine, and uh, uh, they, they seem to be doing very well. They're still very smooth. Uh, now, granted, I haven't driven much in the past six months. Uh, so I got to, I got to factor that into, I was just thinking about the other day. Oh, it's almost a year. They're wearing good. And then well, wait a minute. I just now realized I haven't driven in six months. <laughs> wait, so. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't driven for a few months. That stupid virus thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, <laughs> well, uh, maybe our audience has some ideas about what, uh, about these things. Maybe you have some ideas that you think that, uh, uh, should be included in the reasons why not to buy a Jeep. I can't imagine that. But if you do, we'd like to hear from you. Just go over to no. jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and uh, send us a message about what you don't like about uh, your Jeep and why, and especially if it's so bad that you wouldn't buy another one. You know, if you've got a news tip or have a response to any one of our stories, make sure to let us know by phone or email. Just go head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. You know, we're always asking you to go check out the 4x4 Radio Network, and it's for a good reason. There's a ton of great shows there to check out besides ours. Uh, Tell your friends, too. We've got something for everyone at 4x4radionetwork.com. How about on the Trail Podcast? Oh, and Trail Chasers over there uh, is over there. Center Steer Podcast is a lot of fun, too. And don't forget about Dan and uh, the 4x4 Podcast. Uh, they uh, we got a lot of good, uh, good shows there to check out, and, uh, you know, it's all over at 4x4radionetwork.com. Are you living the Jeep life? From mall crawlers to weekend warriors, from daily drivers to weekend wheelers, it's all about the Jeep life, and it's all good. It's time for Jeep Life with Jeep Mama. Well, I survived summer snowmageddon 2020. We got over a foot of snow here in Colorado on Tuesday and Wednesday. It was a wet, heavy snow, and tree branches were crashing down all over us in the campground. Luckily, my Jeep survived. I was able to do some four-wheel low driving on those necks and tires. Even after 35,000 miles on them, they did amazing in the snow. So, on to the topic of the day. The last in my series of top five lessons learned on the Rubicon Trail. The Rubicon Trail is located in the Sierra Nevadas east of Sacramento and west of Lake Tahoe, which, by the way, is closed right now due to threatening forest fires. It's a 22-mile trail that offers beauty, which is an understatement, history, adventure, and a challenge for the off-road enthusiast. It is a fun and exciting trail, but can be very stressful and dangerous. The most important piece of advice is to know your abilities and your vehicle's abilities before you hit this iconic trail. Here are some guidelines for the Rubicon Trail, and they can be adapted to other off-roading trails as well. They should be. Always stay on the trail. You don't want to drive through the meadows or over vegetation. You want to do your best to straddle gullies, ruts, and washouts, and only cross streams at designated points. You will want to minimize your wheel spin. This destroys the trails and your Jeep. 
Stay tuned to my YouTube channel for an upcoming video on wheel spin and what it does to your Jeep and the trails. Some parts of the Rubicon Trail is private property, so make sure you stick to the trail. On the granite rocks, they have reflectors as the trail markers. Now, don't attempt the Rubicon Trail alone. You really shouldn't wheel alone at all. Carry a spill kit, and you might want a ham radio or satellite phone for communication as there is no cell service. Be prepared to spend an extra day or two in case of an emergency or broken equipment. Bring extra food and water for a couple of extra days. Now, something very important you may want to know. There are pictures on social media of Jeeps flexing and posing on the Rubicon Trail. Some of these pictures are a big no-no. Just because you have seen another person post a picture flexing doesn't mean you should. On a rock, sure, but on those man-made bridges, no. Do not pose your Jeep with your tires on the frames of these bridges. Just recently, a fellow Jeeper did just that and posted the picture on social media. He received a $1,500 fine from El Dorado County and has been banned for life from the Rubicon Trail. So what to expect from your tire size while on the Rubicon Trail? The trail is ranked a 10 on the scale of 1 to 10. The first half from Loon Lake Trailhead to Buck Island is relatively mild to moderate. After Buck Island, it gets more difficult. So if you have 30-inch to 33-inch tires, it will most likely cause travel to be very slow, and ground clearance will be limited because some of the more difficult sections of the trail need more ground clearance. Heavy-duty diff covers are advised. 35-inch to 37-inch tires will provide more ground clearance, making travel a bit easier. There will still be diff hang-ups on the more difficult obstacles. 30-inch and up tires will give you a huge advantage in ground clearance. But where is the fun in that? I feel off-roading should be a challenge so you can better your line-picking skills. What fun is it to ease up on an obstacle? Rocker protection, body armor, and lockers are recommended. Expect body damage on the Rubicon Trail. Now, you can do the trail without lockers, but expect to be winched in some places. By the way, I did not have to be winched at all, but we sure used my winch a lot. If you want more information about what to bring and winter on the trail, go to www.edcgov.us slash government slash Rubicon. I have also been posting videos of my trip on my YouTube channel. You can go to YouTube and search Jeep Mama, M-O-M-M-A. I have five videos up so far. The Road to the Rubicon Trail, Day 1, Parts 1 and 2, Day 2, Parts 1 and 2. Now, the afternoon of Day 2 started to get intense. We were moving very slow due to issues with our CJ5, and there was a lot of frustration. Ben, my youngest son, kept his humor about him. At one point on the trail, while I was recording video, he said, Day 17 on the Rubicon Trail, and we have run out of food. And we're going to turn into the Donner Party. Yep. <laughs> if you paid attention in history class, you might remember the Donner Party from the 1800s. If oh, not, no. go check out my video to find out the sacrifices they made on the Sierra Nevada Mountains. And check out my videos for the sacrifices we made on the Sierra Nevada Mountains. Next week, I'm going to share the top five must-have items you need when you hit that ground jewel of trails, the Rubicon Trail. You got to wonder how many cases of 
cannibalism in the United States could have been solved by free delivery pizza. You just call them up and say, can we get a pizza out here? Uh, extra pepperoni. <laughs> I'm not sure they had that thought in mind. Eh, maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong on my history Uh-oh. there. Maybe I haven't been following along very well. So, well, it's interesting. Uh, you know, I was watching. So I have a, go ahead. I have a question for you, Tony. Sure. Do you think that you would try like to do the Rubicon Trail? Love to. Is it on your list? Yeah. I don't. I don't know. the The problem is getting the rig out there, and I love going like you know went over went over to to visit with you guys i love driving uh-huh. that that tj around that was already decked out but uh, like i've mentioned before it's not my jeep i want to i want to do it I in know. my jeep and that's yes. you know that's that would be a hell of a trip i mean you're talking about uh, a, at least a couple of weeks that you got to be off uh before you start doing stuff like that i think it would be fun how about you chris you think you'd want to do the trail the rubicon absolutely Absolutely. But I agree with Tony. I'd want to take my Jeep and uh, I have a neighbor who did part of it. Uh, and I guess you can rent Jeeps uh, and it just wouldn't be the same no. without my Jeep out oh. there. And, and like, like you said, Tony, it would be yeah. a couple week commitment uh, just, just to do that. But uh, it's certainly on the bucket list. If there's no other, someday. if there's no other way of doing it, I mean, I would love to go back out to a big bear lake and uh, rent another Jeep and, uh, and do that thing again, maybe spend a couple of three days uh, out there wheeling instead of just one. Uh, and uh, just just uh, mm-hmm. more so, more so to, to to the scenery and the enjoyment. Uh, you know, like it's like visiting a uh, a theme park, and uh, you know, riding the rides. They're not your rides, but they're still fun. Uh, but it would be different having your yeah. own your own one there. But it's it's if if well, you if the only way you can go is to rent a jeep or go with somebody, do it. Because uh, I, I'm, I'm so glad that I went out there to, to Big Bear Lake and uh, got on uh, Gold Mountain. Just absolutely stunning. It gave me a whole other idea well, about what we And you're welcome anytime. Oh, I appreciate that. I, and you actually, just I was, have to plan it and come on out. We'll, I, I was, it's funny, I was, I was thinking, you know, I got a lot of vacation time stored up. I uh, ought to grab the wife and uh, yeah. head out there. And I went, oh, wait a minute, pandemic, rat bastards. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> good up here come on out we'll just you know we'll we'll do our social distancing but you can come out well it's drive. all it's all on fire right fun. now wendy <laughs> the smoke inhalation well alone. right now everything's closed exactly <laughs> everything's closed right now which is a good thing but that's a whole nother story yeah all right well how does tammy's jeep life compare with yours we're always looking for good jeep stories so contact us and let us know what your jeep life is like just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? Jeep Talk Show is in my weekly rotation. Look forward to it every week, each and every Friday. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. I support a great podcast, been a lifelong Jeeper myself, continue to learn with each and every episode that I listen to. Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. Absolutely. If you like Jeeps, anything to do with Jeeps, I like it for the, the technical, clear content, advice, and learning. The Jeep Talk Show. It's not about us. It's about you, the listeners. It's Tim from Torrance. Hey, Jeepers. This is uh, Rob San Antonio, Texas. Hey, guys. It's Cody with TrailChasers.net with another grand adventure. Hey, guys. This is Cody from Indiana. Hello, Jeep Talk Show crew. This is SJ Rick. Hi, guys. This is Joe. If a turtle doesn't have a shell, is he naked or homeless? Hey, guys. This is Ron out in Arizona. Hey, what's up? Jeep Talk Show. This is Jason, Oregon Trail Off-Road. Hi. 
this is Jake from California, and I'm sitting here eating pork rinds for breakfast. Hey, this is uh, PAG Freak. Hey, Tony, Josh, Danny, it's actually Jake Collins. This is John, Free Runner in 1982, and on today's Radio Contact segment, I'm going to talk about APRS, Anal Probe Restraint System. No! No. No, that's not right. We love our listeners. What? Where's the noob? Noob! 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 Hey, noobie! Noobie! Noob Nuggets. It's time for Noobie Nuggets. Well, we decided to do a run on the John Bull Trail, a serious black diamond trail that's also one of the Jeep Badge of Honors this past Saturday, which was Labor Day weekend. Now, it was an impromptu plan, but we managed to rustle up some fellow Jeepers like Don Alexander, Paul Joe with Nexon Tire, and Mike Zentox. Now, we knew we were headed for probably long waits and et cetera, since there were more Jeeps than people on the mountain this weekend. And I'm not kidding. Everywhere we looked, there were Jeeps. I think all of Southern California wanted to get away from the extreme heat wave we had and play in the mountains. We aired down and started our, uh, on our way to Little John Bull. Now, for those of you who don't know, this is a mild black diamond and an alternate fun route to get to the gatekeeper at Big John Bull. It's full of tight turns, some really interesting rocks to navigate, and fabulous scenery. Now, when we arrived at the gatekeeper for John Bull, there was only one Jeep waiting to tackle the gatekeeper. I know, such a shocker and a surprise. And I have to say, the trail looked slightly different. We had heard that there was changes at the gatekeeper. And in fact, there was a huge boulder about the size of a small pickup truck cab. And it had slid down and was blocking the gatekeeper like never before. Now, the line we'd always taken was was no longer there. So it was time to assess and pick up new lines. The uh, Jeep in front of us was extremely well set up with coilovers and bypass shocks, to name a few, and more than capable to handle the obstacle. And that was a great sign that the trail ride was going to go as planned because there wasn't a lot of Jeepers out there. Now, as we watched this gentleman direct, and I use this term lightly, his wife or significant other through this gatekeeper, we watched as he barked orders and demands to her. Now, I'm pretty sure she didn't really know what he meant when he said things like, turn more, don't push too hard on the pedal. It was all I could do to not say something to help this poor newbie out. But... I, of course, kept my mouth shut, which is a rarity, um, because this guy <laughs> acted like he was all that in a bag of chips. Now, maybe he was an experienced and a capable driver. Maybe he was just intimidated by all of us watching him. Either way, there was no sense in helping this guy because he to realize because he had no clue on communicating with her in any way that she could comprehend. I had no idea how she was receiving this info from him. But after multiple tries and fails, she eventually got the Jeep through, but not before laying heavy on the pedal and forcing the Jeep through. <laughs> and I got to thinking, <laughs> it's pretty bad. I got to thinking, I hope as you listen to my segments that you take a moment to understand that just because you may know the terminology, you may know the language, and you may know how to spot and or drive, your newbie may not. So taking some time to explain or simply giving more info at the time could make for a more relaxing event for both parties. Now, while this spectacle was taking place, there were a few other Jeepers that had arrived and came to watch at the gatekeeper. They too noted that the guy was pretty harsh. Now, when it was our turn, I spotted our group of five Jeeps through and there was no yelling, no screaming, no bad language or anything. I simply gave directions non-verbally and we all got up the first try with no issues. Now we had a newbie of our own on this trail. Now some of you know Mike Zen, 
Um, he's never driven John Bull before, but has experience with Tammy on the Rubicon. We've, we've also jeeped with him, and he's been on other trail adventures with her. Um, he did bring a friend, and that was our newbie, and he took direction very well, and I believe he learned a lot more than he's probably even aware of. But that's what good spotters and mentors do. We help the newbie learn the why and how of driving so that they become great jeepers and pass it along. Now, we progressed along to the next major obstacle, and lo and behold, it had changed too. The normal path we usually take was completely different. Now, Bill was first. He tried to get through, and I really wished I had a picture because he managed to get both diffs turtled on two rocks at the same time. Now, that is perfection, folks. Let me just tell you. Um, It happened in a series of back and forth trying to get over and through these huge rocks. Now, with some help of smaller loose rocks, we were able to get him down, and he picked a different line. And, of course, he got right up and over and through this obstacle. So Don Alexander tried the same line that Bill did and also had to back down and take a different line. Now, the moral of this is even though Bill and Don had done this trail, Bill had done it a week earlier, the rocks had been moved, and the trail changed, and it wasn't the same. And that's what makes rock crawling in the mountains so much fun. It does and can change from trail wear and tear and from the weather. Now, because we all had to take a different path, Mike did struggle to get over a huge boulder and we winched him up and out. And let me just say kudos to him for doing this trail, a black diamond with a stick and no lockers. (laughs) Way to go, Mike. Now, Paul from Nexon Tire had the benefit of going last, so he knew what line he wanted and got through really easy with Bill's help spotting while stumbling over rocks with a bad hip. It was quite a show, actually. Now, remember, there's no shame in getting winched or using rocks from time to time. It's all part of the process. But I kept thinking back to the couple we saw at the gatekeeper. I wonder how much more she she had to endure of not getting the right communication. And did she think this is how it's always done? I wish that guy could have put himself in the driver's seat as a newbie and remember what it was like to not have knowledge or experience. I hope the listeners who do mentor people and help on the trail never forget what it's like to be a newbie. We ended up having a great day and there wasn't anyone else on the trail, which is a first for us during a holiday weekend. It's probably because John Bull is the gnarliest trail in Big Bear and most drivers probably choose easier trails. I guess all the Jeeps we saw in town were heading for other destinations. Great for us as we wheeled with friends and made new friends. Isn't that what it's all about? So Chris and Tony, I know you guys have probably witnessed stuff on the trail, but is there something that stands out with the Jeeper telling his driver what to do? Yeah, I, I experienced a couple of years ago, some guys were hung up on some rocks and everybody was yelling at them and a small <laughs> argument uh, broke out as to who they're going to listen Ooh. to. And, and somebody spoke up and said, let's just let one person give instruction. And it was uh, frustrating because this particular yeah. Jeep was stuck Hello, and blocking the trail and, and you could just, the group was just, yeah, just oh. like move it along, move it along. And it was uh, frustrating and, and, uh, uh, just not cool, but uh, three or four people were screaming at this guy until finally one person said, "Look, you know, I'll." I'll and two minutes later, he was down. He was out. Uh, just it's not necessary. Wow. Like you said, you got to put yourself in, in that person's shoes. Yeah, Wendy, I got uh, I yeah. got a couple of questions, a couple of comments. First off, the man was yelling at his wife because he never listens. She never listens to him anyway. So what does it matter? Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> And the other thing is, oh. uh, <laughs> the, the the poor guy. I think you. I think you nailed it, though. I think it was probably uh, being watched and uh, and stuff. But I think I that, think so. I think whenever she gunned it, 
Uh, was he anywhere close in front of the uh, in front of the vehicle when she gunned it? Because I think she, maybe she was trying to hit him. <laughs> she might have been. It's a little far away the way that particular gatekeeper works. It was kind of hard to to see that. But yeah, she might have been thinking, "I've had enough of this." Um, you know, um, I just feel bad for her because she's not learning. You know, necessarily oh, yeah, she's yeah. being told, and well, I think not, there's a difference. It's not fun. You know? It's not a fun experience whenever you're going through that no. stuff. You know, you were uh, you uh, showed me about. I think I was coming down the John Bull Trail. Uh, that uh, that grabby yeah, you, ne- that yeah, grabby Nexon guy. Yeah, that grabby Nexon guy got to go yeah. up. Uh, but I <laughs> driven the TJ for <laughs> probably a good hour and a half before that. But anyway, um, when yeah. you, when you were bringing me down the John Bull, it was it was. I mean, and I think it's easier going down because of the help of help of gravity. But uh, just driving the that Jeep sure. anywhere was just extremely easy. And uh, it, it it wasn't, you know, I I don't have a lot of uh, behind the wheel, especially rock experience. But I I can just I, my feeling was is that it was really easy. Uh, all I had to do was pay attention to what you were telling me where to go and turn the wheels and oh, we turn the lockers on. Uh, that's why you can't get up that minor ledge. <laughs> So, yeah. but it was very, it was extremely yeah, easy. You know, so I can, and I can see that and I'm, you answered my question. I was going to ask about why the trail changes. I certainly can understand why, uh, whenever uh, people go through there and push rocks around with their vehicles. But I was also wondering mm-hmm. about whether that it, it's the rain and the hydraulic action of the, of the water that causes the things to fall. I mean, uh, I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, I think it's the expansion and contraction, you know, we get oh, cold you get and cold warm too. Yeah, that's and right. I think it just comes loose. Yeah, it does I mean, make it this adventure. particular, I'm telling you, it's a huge rock. It's not even, I wouldn't call it a rock. It's a flipping a boulder. boulder. Yeah. And it's smack dab in the middle. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know if you remember when you came down that to the gatekeeper, you sort of had to come down and then sort of make a little bit to the left. And we had to get you sort of around one that was already there, but this one is now in the way. So it's a whole nother path and it sets the jeeps differently and of course the more people that are on it the more it's getting you know they're doing that wheel spin and trying to jump up on these things so it'll be interesting to see how it progresses because there is no moving this boulder it is in there it's going to be there forever the way it is what was the guy's name it is interesting i have seen what what was the guy's name that uh, had the the stick and no lockers was it ben is that what you said or mike 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 okay so uh when what what size tires was mike on do you recall I think he's on 33s. He might be on 35s. I know he's pretty well set up. Um, he just has a two-door, but it's he does a really good job with the stick. I mean, it's interesting when you spot someone because when they're on a stick because they're constantly having to do, you know, they need three feet, honestly, oh, yeah. one on the brake, one on the gas, and one on the clutch. Well, they've only got two. So you can imagine the flipping back and forth. Um, and it was constantly stalling, you know, because that's what happened. So we were trying to convince him to do a, was it center force clutch? We had oh, I was just going to say, I learned about, I learned that about that. the center force mm-hmm. clutch and how that that heavy flywheel keeps it yeah. makes it easier for off road. I, I, was, I was fascinated by that. I had no idea, but it makes sense. Uh, yeah, you're involved in stuff for long enough, and also too, yeah. kudos on throwing Paul under the bus. I like that where you said uh, Paul <laughs> was easy because he watched everybody else and. <laughs> Well, honestly, if you're at the back of the pack and you get out and you watch everybody else do the line and those that get stuck or don't, it's the best position because you already see what line you want. To me, it's the best spot. No, and he's a great driver and he just, uh, you know, he's he's still learning what his Jeep is capable of doing. He's got it pretty well set up and 
it was just it was a good day to be out with these guys and wheeling and just uh, like I said, we lucked out and didn't have a lot of traffic, which shocked me. That is amazing. I'm telling you. There were more Jeeps in town. It was crazy. More Jeeps than I've seen in town. <laughs> I don't know which trails they were on, but not not the one we were on. It was really, nice. So. Really cool. I, I, yeah, I, I can just, now that I've been out there, I can kind of picture it in my mind. And uh, boy, I bet you it was just all kinds mm-hmm. of fun. And so close to the house, too. That's just so jealous. I know. I'm sorry, Chris, because it's only about a maybe 20 or 30 minute ride for us to oh, get to the John Bull Trail. Five damn, damn, damn minutes for uh, wow. for Don. <laughs> I couldn't believe yeah, how close true. it was. <laughs> <laughs> I know, so close. Yeah, I had to, I had to uh, drive over six hours to get the rocks, but but it was worth it. And I can I can attest driving a stick myself. It's a learning experience, and I wish I had a third foot just doing some small rock obstacles yeah. this past weekend. Yeah, it's definitely uh, a skill set you have to have to do that and, and be efficient through it. So kudos to you as well. So, Well, listen, if you have a great story or you have an idea, reach out to us and let us know. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want more information, check out my YouTube channel at Jeep 4-1-1 with more tips, tricks, and techniques. Nexon Tire, a leading global tire manufacturer, announced that its Rodian MTX tire was recognized with an award in the transportation category at the 2018 Good Design Award. The Rodian MTX was highly recognized for its distinctive designs of the machine and beast dual sidewalls, versatile for on and off-road driving that offer customers the freedom to choose their designs according to preference and vehicle type. The Rodian MTX's solid and aggressive design is also suited to provide durability and comfort with its patented noise-canceling technology. The tire is strategically designed to avoid repetitive tread block contact that significantly reduces tire noise. The MTX offers three-ply carcass or three layers of sidewall protection that is designed specifically to offer more stability and durability when hauling heavy loads. The Nexon Rodian MTX comes in many different sizes, but for us off-road types, The Rodian MTX comes in 33, 35, and 37-inch diameters. Check out the NexonTireUSA.com site for specific diameter and wheel sizes. The Nexon Rodian MTX tires are the same tires that Tony from the Jeep Talk Show used in Big Bear Lake, Jeep Mama has on her Rubicon, and Wendy has them on her Jeep and their three-quarter ton Chevy Silverado truck. Everyone who has used the Nexon Rodian MTX tires off-road has been amazed at just how well these tires perform. Oh, and they're surprisingly quiet on the road as well. Isn't it time you see what all the fuss is about? Get your own set of Nexon Rodi and MTX tires today, and while you're at it, get a set for your tow rig. Remember, that's NexonTireUSA.com. Now, one of the things that you were really surprised about on the, if I remember correctly, on the on the Nexon uh, Rodi and MTX tires was the how, how strong the sidewalls are. And uh, did the sidewalls have yeah. come into play as far as it not slipping as easily? Is that is am I remembering correctly? But when you're crawling, sometimes you're in a narrow area or a wedge, and it's so nice to see that tire grip on the sidewall, and it just helps you crawl through. Um, not all trails are narrow, or not all trails have that, but it's so nice. What a difference! And I'm telling you, compared to other tires that I've actually spotted through. It's, they just grip. I mean, it's that's the easiest word I can say. They just grip. Man, it was point and shoot for me. I didn't. I, I, I think I slid off of one rock, but it was. Uh, I think it was a pretty sheer uh, drop off of it. But uh, it was. It, it went where I wanted mm-hmm. it to go. So I, I think I kind of got spoiled with uh, the way the the Jeep was set up and with those tires. Because I mean, what's more important uh, than the thing that can uh, contacts the ground? 
I mean, that's such an important thing. And uh, how well that performs makes a big yeah. difference. Well, and it helps to air down tires, too, because of that contact pad is wider. So your grip is better. And uh, I don't know. They're just, I, I just love how they perform. And I love spotting people through. I, I'm spoiled, too, Tony. When you have Nexon tires, I know I, I'm going to get you through no matter what. When you have a different brand, I have to work with you to see, you know, how far down did you air down? What's happening? How come you're not gripping? And a lot of it's tread. It could be the, you know, the rock or the terrain. And it's just, it's amazing tire. So if you get a chance to check it out, you guys should do that. It's worth it. How important do you think it is to use mud drains on the rocks? I was a little surprised uh, to, to find out that uh, there's a, quite a few people out there that highly recommend mud terrains or maximum traction, as uh, I think what it really stands for, uh, on the rocks. It gives you better grip than uh, the uh, all-terrains. I think it depends on the tread pattern and then exactly what you're crawling. So I think it definitely helps uh, the mud, at least for us, I love the tread pattern on it. And again, we have it on our, our Chevy that we pull a fifth wheel with, but we drive it a regular driver. And I it doesn't I don't have the noise that I have with big tires on the Chevy in the past. Yeah. So to me, it's got huge benefits beyond, you know, off-roading. It's got it on the regular road too. So So out there on the John Bull, would you say that uh, a an all-terrain tire uh, would perform as well as a mud terrain tire, or would it be better to have a I'm sorry, calling it mud terrain, a maximum traction, an MT tire. Well, I, I think you can do it with both. I'm not going to say you can't. There's a lot of people who do it. I think it all has to do with your ability as a driver and also how far you air down your tires. Because I think if you have a decent tread pattern, um, you know how to drive and you know how to pick lines. A lot of the rocks out there on John Bull are so slippery um, that's where I think you see the performance based on traction mm -hmm. is that that silt that's out there is so fine. In fact, when you get out to spot, I've gone down a couple times, you can slip without even realizing that you're on the ground. It's just that slick out there. And it's not from water. It's not from mud. It's from just that sand or, or not even sand. It's like a soft, thin, silty thing. It's almost like silk. So I do think um, either of those tires would probably work. All-terrain would, would do well as long as you are aired down enough to be able to get the traction. I tell you what, you have a lot more respect for your Jeep whenever you get out of it and try to walk up, John Bull, because you think, uh, for myself, it was like, <laughs> holy crap. Yes. I was afraid I was going to go down yeah, just from like, the ankle. <laughs> I know. Yeah, especially, especially where you were coming down. That is such a steep um incline or decline if you will and it just you come out of it and you don't realize that you're underneath the jeep i mean I just, it's it's pretty uh it's pretty treacherous i just wanted to get some good pictures and i said i i gotta jump out of here i gotta let this other guy drive so i'm gonna go up the trail here a little bit and get some pictures yeah. and it's like holy crap i'm gonna i'm gonna embarrass myself and maybe break something in the process something uh not a hip but uh, a camera or something, so. Yeah, something, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's too bad that we couldn't get you on the rest of the trail, so you have to plan to come out, Tony, and we'll get you on the full John Bull, and you have the full experience. Yep. Well, I don't know. Um, uh, I, I, I don't know if I'll, if the, the 33s are going to cut it or not, so uh, I had a lot of ground clearance on that TJ, and I'm uh, kind of wondering, after seeing some of the size of those rocks, uh, that uh, that TJ barely cleared, so. Uh, I guess it's all about speed and lockers and uh, contact points. If you got enough contact points and traction, and, you can drag body yourself armor. over it. Yeah, I, I got the body uh -huh. armor, so that probably wouldn't be so bad. But uh, Yeah, so you'd probably be fine. Yeah. We could get you up. From the mind of Nikki G.
portion of Nikki G is sponsored by the Nikki G giveaway. Hey, this is Nikki G, and uh, and on behalf of the Jeep Talk Show, I too am holding a giveaway on my podcast, the 10 Minute Off Road Podcast, with your host, Nikki G, which we talk about everything off road for about 10 minutes or so. It's all the quirky behavior you expect from somebody named Nikki G. On my giveaway, I'm, I'm going to give away a Nikki G sticker packet. Yeah, but I don't know what kind of stickers will be in there. Probably be unicorns and rainbows and stuff. All right, just call the Jeep Talk Show at 530-675-4102. And be the 10th caller that, le- that says the phrase that pays. And the phrase that pays is, garlic makes my feet stink. But that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling today to tell you that uh, I want to go on a diet. But I just, I'm having a hard time doing it. There's just too much on my plate right now. I got a quick comment about the, Ru- the electric Jeep on the Rubicon Trail. Uh, 22 miles. I didn't know they made an extension cord that long. But I guess all you really need is 11 mile extension cord. And then you could just unplug it, run it up to the front of the trail and, and uh, plug it in there and just go the rest of the way. All right, boys and girls, I'll chat at you later, and you have a good one. Bye. Is that smoke I smell? <laughs> I believe it is. Wendy doesn't all the way think from that, the West Coast. Wendy doesn't think that's funny at all. <laughs> are you guys oh, Are you guys being threatened so by sad. any of the fires over there, Wendy, in, in your area, or are getting smoke at least? Uh. There is one close by. It's not threatening us. Not like Josh. He's in the middle of that himself. Um, but we're definitely on sort of watch what's going to happen kind of a deal. But the smoke is definitely drifting. It's just been awful. Just awful. I bet. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, Josh, I think he said in a chat yesterday, day before, that uh, his house isn't uh, in the area where they're doing maybe forced evacuations, if I, if I remember reading correctly. Uh, mm-hmm. So he's kind of like uh, that in, is in, correct. I, in a in a safe zone, so to speak. If if anybody is safe, uh, whenever there's wildfires raging, but uh, I think he's brought in uh, a, a couple of families, maybe a third family uh, that he was going to go get uh, tonight. So uh, that's the reason why Josh isn't with us tonight. He's playing uh, hero in real life, yeah. so uh, he's uh, getting some people out of harm's way. So tonight, one of the things that you'd uh, certainly want uh, is uh, some nice headlights if you were uh, driving through a uh, fire. I mean, the fire, uh, I'm sure, uh, pr- uh, produces a lot of light, but sometimes uh, it's nice to have a nice bright light down low so that you can see where the road is and uh, I guess if it's uh, smoldering embers or not. So what we're going to talk about tonight now, I think this is more of a, an issue with uh, some of the older Jeeps, the uh, uh, the YJs, the TJs, the uh, the XJs, uh, horror, just horrible, horrible lights. I mean, it's uh, if you blow too hard, it, it it makes the candle go out. The flame just goes out in the in those headlights. So, uh, one of the first things that uh, that I did was I uh, got me some some better headlights to go in there, and, uh, and then uh, eventually went to LEDs. And uh, and when I say LEDs, I mean multiple five watt LED. Uh, inside the headlight, not one. So uh, I, I got those things on there, and oh my God, they were bright. And I actually had to figure out a way to dim them because they were ungodly bright. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So 
Uh, I oh, now dear. have a, I now have a volume control on my uh, on my headlights, uh, Wendy Chris, where I can adjust the uh, <laughs> adjust the volume of the lights, which is which is pretty I cool. I like it. Yeah. So it's like uh, yeah, that know, would be cool. The 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 jerk in front of you that's doing uh, ten ten under in the left hand lane in the fast lane. And uh, you can just kind of turn up the volume really slow. And if they're not paying attention, they go, wow, that, that brain tumor is acting up on me again. That bright light got really bright. And maybe they'll move <laughs> out of the way. And if you get pulled over for having too bright a headlight, you just turn it down before the cop comes over there and checks it out. So it all works out really well. As, I like it. As long as they don't ask, hey, what's that knob? <laughs> what's that knob on your dash you know so anyway Stop i uh, touching my jeep yeah i've seen the memes where they talk about how far up uh, raccoons ass do you need to see two miles down the road with those led headlights and uh yeah well you know i've never run over a raccoon so pfft, do you so uh chris have you have you yeah. uh, did any lighting upgrade i think you have a definite feel for uh uh, additional lighting on on jeeps but uh, a negative feel that is but uh, have you had to do anything with yours or are your headlights just fine on your jk uh, uh they are not I, I would say they they did not improve with the really? jk and possibly not even with the jl uh, and i know that some of the jk certainly the later builds were available with led led lighting i have a friend who has a 17 and and no issue but uh, that's next uh on my short list is to upgrade at least the headlights and add some aux lighting uh, but yeah they've continued the long-standing tradition of very poor lighting uh, at least for the jk and and i've i've talked to some folks on the on the jl as well so definitely i believe that uh, upgraded headlamps are, are on my list and possibly some uh, some a-pillar lighting for for off-road uh, just just to be able to see more now i don't know if you needed any additional lighting this uh, this past weekend whenever you went off-road uh, would that have been a, 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 an assist for uh, the off-roading that you did recently? Absolutely. In fact, uh, short story, we went out and a, uh, a lady from the visitor center, the uh, Drummond Island Visitor Center, uh, rode with and we uh, got to the end of a trail and we were camping for the night. She didn't realize it. She didn't bring anything. And uh, the trail leader oh. had set up his rooftop tent and everything and uh, we offered to take her back and it was getting dark and we had an hour trail ride back and, and uh, there was a guy with a JL with non-LED and uh, I, I was willing to do it, but I, I was legitimately concerned because it was getting dark and, and the, the headlamps and we had some mud. Uh, definitely, uh, and that's why like they need at least some A-pillar lighting uh, to, to get to be able to get going. It would have been an issue for me this past weekend if I ventured out in the dark for sure. So uh, a quadruple so, fifty moral inch. Moral story is the nice lady. Sh- yes. So a quadruple so fifty. My poor lighting. Fifty-four inch LED light bar is driving down the highway at seventy miles an hour. Uh, it, you know, at uh, seven seven p.m. when it's j- lights have just the sun has just gone down. It's probably a no for you. But as far as on the trail, it's a good idea to have that auxiliary lighting. Wendy, how about you? Do you guys uh, uh, run any uh, additional lights? I don't remember uh, remember you guys' uh, Jeep that well uh, now that it's been uh, uh, about a year and a half since I was uh, wheeling with yeah. you guys. Well, one of the first things we did is we updated the actual headlights because they're a POS <clears throat> in the 2008. Nothing's changed. You can't see hardly anything out of them. So we, we did upgrade that. And then we've added a kind of a medium-sized light bar to the front of the Jeep. And then we had the two on the pillars. So one on each A pillar. Um, and it does make a difference when we do night 
crawling, but we're crawling in the rocks. So it really is essential to have some additional light. I will tell you, it's very interesting to spot somebody at night when they have all those lights on, because <laughs> I can't see if they're paying attention. And I have no idea if they've seen what I'm doing. Can so you, you just sort of fake it, I suppose. But can you, it was can you even see the rocks whenever, you, <laughs> whenever those lights are on? I mean, barely. I mean, <laughs> Some of those rigs are set up with so much light, you're going, okay, can you turn the light bar off, please? Because I can't see. I can't even see the Jeep. <laughs> but it is it is essential when you're doing night stuff. Stick your finger and go, E.T., and maybe they'll get the <laughs> they get the, the sense that they have yeah. a little too much light on their Jeep. Now, so do you, do you do, I would imagine it would help if they have under Jeep lighting uh, and where it's pointing down uh, at the wheels. And uh, do you see much of that? I would that think is that, that would kind be, of interesting. Um, I think I've had a couple of rigs we've done nighttime where they have it. It is pretty slick. Do I, would I use it any other time? I don't know. It's kind of a, a neat little novelty, but when you do rock crawling, it sure is interesting to have additional lighting somewhere below just to so you can see the rocks and it makes it easier for me to spot somebody through. But you know, if you're doing it yourself, I guess you could look down and it would help you to see, but you definitely need the lights, additional lighting, and you definitely need better headlights if you're driving a Jeep period. <laughs> That's interesting. I did not realize that they had not solved that issue. I mean, in 2020, and the the not JLs are still sucking on the on the headlights. I, I guess you do an upgrade. Would either one of you guys uh, consider LED headlights? And I mean the ones that have multiple LEDs in there, not the the ones that just you just replace the bulb with an LED. I think that's what Bill did yes, on ours. So I'm trying to I remember did. now, but I know he went to some kind of LED. So all right. Yeah, it was very interesting. Just um, say, um, that's what I'm researching, and it, it's just a function of uh, how, how much I want to spend. Uh, but to your point, Tony, you can do the LED bulb or the full the full headlamp replacement, uh, mm -hmm. how much uh, how much power you want output, but uh, definitely needed on the JKs and the JLs. Uh, you hear a lot of people talking trash, and, it, and not having any experience with the item doesn't keep them from talking trash about it. Uh, but you hear a lot of people talking trash about the cheap LED uh, headlights off of eBay. I got a, a set mm -hmm. of LED headlights off of eBay that are, oh my God, bright, and they were under a hundred bucks. So you know, mine are the the seven inch rectangular ones, so they don't they wouldn't be for what you guys use. But they do make those. Uh, they do make round ones the same way. I just they have fewer LEDs, I believe. And uh, so uh, if you guys go with the LEDs and you go with maybe if you go, go with some that uh, are only legal in Mexico or some third world country, uh, contact me and I'll, I'll tell you how you can very cheaply, <laughs> very cheaply and easily put a dimmer on it. So that like what I did, uh, it's, uh, it's real simple to do. And uh, it, it's really cool because not a lot of people know how to dim LED lights because LED lights are one brightness. So you basically have to flash them quickly, and uh, I, I know how to do that. And it's like uh, eight bucks, also from eBay, and a little wiring. And uh, now wow. you have now you have volume control on your uh, on your headlights. It, it should work on uh, LED light bars as well. I just haven't tried one yet. I, well, I take that back. I built an, uh, a light bar for my Jeep, uh, a, a bunch of round uh, LED lights. Uh, I didn't want to have that wind noise, and also too, I like the the look of a round. Uh, off-road light as opposed to a bar and uh, the uh, I had to uh, I had to adjust those because it pulls so much current it is so bright well I'll tell you um, I calculated it up and at least theoretically the the amount of lumens that I have 
uh, coming out of the front part of my Jeep is 100,000 lumens. <gasps> wow. wow. So I can literally, That's, um, I can literally sterilize the stupid people in front of me so they don't have kids. <laughs> Wait, is that possible? <laughs> we need to market that and sell it. <laughs> All right. Well, oh let's my God. let's jump over to our Zoom people, the Zoom folks, and uh, and find out what they've been doing. Chip, now I know with the thirty-seven Jeeps that you have, you you've had to have done upgrade uh, <laughs> headlights or something to one of them. Well, yeah. So I agree with you on the CJs and and TJs that I've owned. That was always an issue. Uh, the one I guess I'm working on now is the is my JK. It's a 2014. Previous owner had upgraded to LED headlights, which I really like. Um, but he also put a 52 inch light bar on the top. And all my Jeep buddies, you know, none of them are running light bars. <laughs> they're you know, they're mostly off road guys. Yeah. But I'm going to leave the 52 inch light bar on there just to piss them off. Screw up. That's what <laughs> I say. <laughs> As a <laughs> when I was down at the Smoky Mountain Jeep Invasion a couple weeks ago, um, AeroLids had their little air deflector that's supposed to make it quieter. Uh-huh. So I ordered one of those with a big American flag in it. And, and so when I light up, now I'm going to have a big American flag lighting up. So oh, um, your buddies are going to be buying I, buying those things so they can do the same thing. I yeah. love <laughs> that. Anyway, but my yeah. favorite upgrade, though, I uh, about a month ago, I bought some of those little rigid cubes. Right. Um, they've got four little LEDs in them, but these are the combo ones that are still DOT approved. So my bumper, my aftermarket bumper did not have a place in it for my fog lights. So I was going without fog lights. And so I bought these little cubes and I bought the amber covers because I'd, I'd been reading that if you're in obviously fog, the amber is going to be better, but also in dusty conditions, if I'm following oh, somebody so I'm really in love with these little cubes because they really light up right in front of me and off to the side of the road and, and off to the side of the trail. So uh, I'll tell you something really quick. The reason why you use yellow for fog lights and whatnot is because our eyes are much better tuned to the yellow spectrum of the uh, of light. So if okay. you want to be able to see, you want to put light out that your eyes can get better, which means these bright white or even the blue lights that you've seen, maybe the, the headlights, I think they're, they're less, uh, there's less of them out there now, but the headlights that are so, uh, so white, they're blue. Um, those right. actually make it harder yeah. to see than, uh, and I don't mean just coming at yeah. you. I mean, <laughs> for the people that are driving it too, it's, it's really strange. Uh, I much prefer the, the, the bright white, uh, the blue ones even look kind of cool, but uh, yellow, if you, if you want to be able to see, Yellow is where it's at. So I miss the I miss my ability of being able to to clip on some yellow lenses onto the rectangular light bar that I had because uh, I it was it was neat to be able to have that ability and and I don't right. have that ability now with uh, with the round right. round lights. The other thing I heard was that if you're driving at night and you've got you know you're following a jeep, if you're just running the amber lights, it's going to be easier for them to see. You're not blinding them from behind either. I can see that. All right, so uh, let's move on over to uh, let's see who. What's that name? I can't barely see it. Looks like uh, John John S. Uh, what do you do for for lighting? Have you are you still on stock lights? Have you upgraded your lights? Got light bars? What do you got? So on the Cherokees, yeah, they're really bad. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm still actually running the sealed beam 
incandescent fronts, but I upgraded the wiring harness to pull uh, power directly from the battery rather than going through the headlight switch. Yeah, that's a great idea. So it's like running high beams on your low beams. And then uh, I've integrated reverse lights into my back bumper, and I've integrated front LED bars yeah. into my front bumper that are only about six inches long. So they're super slim, super tiny, hidden away. Nice. And then I have um, rock lights under my Jeep because I actually do a lot of night night off-roading, night crawling, stuff like that. And then I've upgraded all of the interior lights to LED so I can actually see what I'm trying to grab when I'm, uh, you know, on the trail. So I put the uh, just nice. the, the regular LED um, uh, bulbs. They, they go in just like the regular bulbs do for the backup lights. And I just put in LEDs in there. I forget the exact brand that I got, but it was a, some cheap brand Ooh. off of uh, Amazon. And that bright white light makes a huge difference over the incandescent bulbs that were in my Cherokee. So, uh, yeah, I, I think I've got LED on everything exterior and interior now. Yeah, I do. So uh, I do want to upgrade the, the dome light because I did it so many years ago that the technology for LED has changed so much that you can get stuff that's really bright and really cheap now. And I, I think I probably paid 30 or 40 bucks for that little bitty thing I got in the dome light, which is a huge step up from uh, from what, what came in it. So uh, yeah, it's nice to be able to see in and around uh, the Cherokees, but uh, the wiring harness is a great idea. Uh, what What wiring harness did you go with? I went with uh, one from a company called K Suspension. Um, he's a relatively new company, um, and he makes the wiring harness himself. He even has a YouTube uh, channel showing you how to install it. So I, uh, I'll tell everybody here, I haven't bought one in a very long time, but LMC Truck sells a uh, headlight harness that is uh, 40 bucks, and uh, you can run 100 and. Uh, 10 watt uh, dual um, I forget what the amperage is now but uh, you could run a, a well you can run two 100 watt uh, lights on it which if you're going LED this is more than enough and mm-hmm. uh, but yeah if you're still doing the incandescence that is absolutely a great upgrade and, and at least the LMC truck uh, headlight harness is uh, like 40 bucks I think it was ten dollars shipping from LMC and, and that, uh, it makes a huge difference and the nice thing too about upgrading the harness is it takes the uh, main power draw off of your headlight switch, right. which keeps it from melting down and burning up. That's right, because you got a relay going there, and it's a nice short run between the battery and the headlights. It's not running all the way into the inside of the cab, or uh, maybe a relay there in the uh, the relay box. So, well, that's great. So, uh, I was going to ask you real quick on the the uh, rock crawling lights. Do, you, do you, does that is that really for the spotter, or is it for you, or yes? It yes, it's for both. Um, a lot of the people I run with, we don't really spot. We self-spot. So we're going slow enough. We can kind of see out and uh, pick our own lines. Um, we don't really run big light bars, bright headlights. Um, we mostly just look down and under our rigs. Yeah. So I would think that the the rock lights would make a big difference. And I guess it depends on how you place them, uh, depending on uh, uh, getting good placement, I think, would be key so that you can see them from inside your vehicle, leaning out, so to speak. Do you do anything right. with, uh, do you take the doors off? You got half doors or anything for that Cherokee? Uh, I've got half doors, but I don't really run them too much just because the weather in Colorado can get unpredictable in the mountains. Oh, sometimes. you pansy. Put on a coat. <laughs> <laughs> um, I dare you to oh, come up no. here, Tony. <laughs> right? I told Tony to take the doors off twice before. 
But um, <laughs> the other thing is too, they, they're dual purpose. I actually have them on the inside and outside of the frame. Uh-huh. Uh, the ones on the inside actually point towards my drivetrain. So if anything breaks, I don't have to hold flashlights to work on. I'd love to see if nothing else. I love that idea because you can, uh, you change out a wheel bearing. You That's can, a great idea. Yeah, but lights to yeah. work. If nothing else, just having the lights to work on I stuff. I like that. In fact, I need to put an LED light under my hood so I can see the engine compartment uh, better. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Tammy, uh, you're chuckling. Uh, what, what have you done for lights? I think you've got the uh, those little pods and stuff, but you never changed out your headlights, did you? Yeah, I um, the stock the factory. Oh, headlights. of course you did. You had yeah, a blinky or, one. That's right. Yeah, they they stunk. Um, so then that ox was uh, beam. yeah, ox beam. That's right. Yeah, they were actually really good headlights, but I kept having that flickering problem, and then one would go off, one would go on, and. It, and she froze. The, the factory connection. Um, so I actually got rid of the Oxbeam headlights. I really liked them. I like the way they look. But I have um, a set of Quadratech headlights right now um, that I got via sponsorship. And they were flickering and one would go out and one would go in. So we finally just hardwired the headlights. Yeah, and soldered that thing up. Yeah. Um, I have, yeah, and I have the 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 little what two inch by two inch, three inch by three inch on the A pillar. Those were and those worked they? really well when your son and his friends. No, those are Raxium. Oh, okay. Um, and those work. Re- Can we lose her? I think there's a rat running around in your uh, trailer there, uh, Tammy. It chewed through your microphone oh, cable. No. <laughs> so, uh, Travis, yep. uh, I uh, honestly, I'm more interested in hearing about how you fixed your fuel gauge on your YJ uh, that hasn't worked for 27 years. So, <laughs> fuel gauge, long story short, hadn't worked 27 years. 20 years, actually, since I've owned it. Three years in, fuel gauge went out. I honestly bought. I've replaced everything in my system other than the gauge itself. I replaced the gauge itself, and all of a sudden it works. Um, <laughs> it's always the last thing. <laughs> it's it's. I mean, I've replaced everything in the system, and all of a sudden I'm good. I'm like, hey, my fuel gauge works. How does it feel? I've got a trip meter now. I mean, I bought all <laughs> new gauges, and I only wanted, yeah, I say I bought all new gauges. I bought all new gauges used out of another Jeep, um, but it works, and I'm happy, super content and happy. It's got to be a great feeling to know how much gas you have. You, you feel like you got gas. You, you watch the mileage, but uh, you never really know. But see, the thing is, before, I couldn't watch the mileage. I had my trip, and it went out, and it oh, quit no. working. So I replaced it. Uh, same time I replaced the gas gauge, but my trip didn't work. So I had no idea on where I was, how much I was. I'm I'm looking at 2,000, you know, 568,000 miles, and it's like, hey, it, it creeps up a little bit. I have no idea where it was. None. My goodness. But now 
my trip works, my gas gauge works, I'm happy. Happy and I've got are. more lights than everybody. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> happy so, camper. So did you uh what uh, what headlights did you did you go to? Did you go to LED or have you tried uh, I, I guess over that long a time you may have tried several different kinds. I've tried multiple kinds. Um I ended up going currently and a lot of you guys if you're on the chat room you can see it. I've got high beam off road LED headlights and they're American made, they're China made, they're American made. I don't know what they are. They're they're something. They're good. <laughs> I bought them. They're on my jeans. They're made by somebody. <laughs> they're 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 made by somebody. I know Matt is in Tennessee and he has a great product for LED, and I'm proud of him. Um, everything else is honestly probably China made. It's perfect and fantastic. I light my Jeep up. I've got lights underneath it i've got lights above it there's nowhere no point i can't see my jeep i've got 360 degrees of light everywhere around it and on it it i've run small lights i've run rock lights obviously and then i run flat single row fogs underneath on the front, rear, and sides to give me more light. Um, I've got lights. I've got a bar on the rear. I've got a bar on the front. I've got multiple bars on the front. Now, now when you say bar, you mean light bar, right? Not uh, like whiskey. I mean a light bar. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I just. I, See what I did I've there, Wendy? i got my Jeep lit up. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like Christmas oh, is coming job. through. I say Christmas, yeah. but I've eliminated all the color aspect because I'm like, in true reality, I don't need any color aspect. I've got 90% of my lights are white. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've got amber that will run occasionally and throughout, but for the most part, it is a white light. But on a trail, if if I'm with Wendy and I'm going up on a trail, I'm going to run nothing but interior light, under lights. Right. I'm going to run the things right. that help me light up underneath the Jeep because if I'm blinding her, yeah. she can't yeah. help guide yeah. or see or yeah. do. Or even the, nope. you know, I, I, or even the Jeep guy. I've got lights. Even the, the Jeep guy in front of you, you don't want to blind them because they're trying to see where they're trying to go. And that's you right. may you may even be yeah. blinding the spotter that's for so them. Tough. So yeah, I think that's a that's a great idea, uh, to be mindful of uh, the people around you, especially in your case when you have uh, three sixty and I'm talking about a cube. It sounds like you got a cube worth of lighting there. It's three sixty on multiple planes. <laughs> so yeah, I love lights. Uh, watches and lights. I've always uh, uh flashlights is what it was when I was a kid. But uh it's always fun to be able to, to see in the dark. I'm not really scared of anything. I just think it's fun to have uh, really, really bright lights. It's a sickness, really. So, uh, speaking of sicknesses, uh, Carolina Jeeper Doug, do you do, have you upgraded your headlights? Are you planning on doing that? Any uh, additional lighting? The uh, LED headlights was actually the first approved upgrade from my wife. We were driving home <laughs> one night, and it was a little dark oh. out, and a little rainy. Uh-huh. And uh, she looked at me and said, uh, 
you even have your headlights on? Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it wasn't long after that. I'm we, uh, yeah. <laughs> ordered a set of Phillips, and they were, uh, I don't know, bug bug eye lights, I guess. There's about 27 individual LEDs in it. Oh, yeah. Each light. And uh, went on and went and won some uh, new JW speakers at a raffle. I've got pretty much everything has been upgraded to LED except for my dome lights. I want a set of uh, RGB rock lights that the best use we found of them so far is at Halloween. And yeah. uh, they, they <laughs> really, like, I don't know, entices the kids to come up to our door with the uh, rock light show and dancing lights going on. Yeah, it's pretty That's cool. That's kind of fun. Yeah, I'm sure the kids love like that sort that. of thing. My kids uh, always noticed uh, when they were, especially when they were younger, uh, my kids would uh, notice how people would uh, uh, would break their necks looking at my Jeep. Oh my God, that person was really staring at your Jeep, Dad. And I'm like, yeah, as well they should. And <laughs> I didn't, I didn't <laughs> notice it, but it was just like uh, it's uh, it's like I've told you guys before. It's like having, uh, it's like being a superhero. You're mild mannered, and then you get your Jeep, and then you have these superpowers because of uh, lighting or because you can see better than other people almost uh, well i guess at a hundred thousand lumens you do have x-ray vision so uh, you can just all all kinds of pretty things. much so <laughs> all kinds of things that you can do with your jeep isaac so tell us have you uh, upgraded your uh, your headlights you you must have upgraded your headlights at least i have upgraded my headlights i put in the truck light led headlights and they're I mean, I guess as far as LED lights, from what I've experienced, they're really good. Um, I've heard that. I also went to a truck stop because somebody had suggested going there to find cheaper lights that are more heavy duty. Uh And I picked up two, uh, I don't know, they're probably like three, four inch little square of lights that I mounted on the front bumper. So I have auxiliary lights in front. And then on my roof rack, I actually mounted a light on the corner of, on all four corners, so that when I'm camping, I can turn the light on it, and I have light on one side or the back or the front or the driver's side, so I can get that 360 light around it. And then on the back, right above the tailgate, I actually put a light bar facing backwards. So that if I have the, the gate open and I'm cooking or whatever behind the Jeep, I can turn that light on and flood the whole area behind with light. Yep. I had a leftover 20-inch nice. uh, uh, LED light bar, dual row, and uh, I actually uh, built something to go on my Cherokee. So I, I have a 20-inch uh, a, a LED uh, above, the, uh, above the hatch. Uh, so in case I ever have to, uh, yeah, I know you guys are making jokes. I never get on the trail, but in case I ever have to back down the trail, I guarantee you I'll be able to see what's behind me with that thing. So that's, yeah. that's the only rectangular light bar I've got left on my Jeep is the one in back. And I called it project tail gunner. Yeah. The only thing I didn't like nice. about how I had installed the lights was I ordered this really cheap set. Uh, it was a four channel, uh, relay board. And then it had a little key fob, so it was wireless. And, you know, it was ordered from China. It was like 10 bucks, and just not very reliable. Right. Yeah, wireless is, uh, 
uh, is uh, you, you got to spend some money for for good wireless for it to be uh, something you can uh, rely upon. You know, I f- I found no, I disagree with that. I found uh, that uh, there is a USB relay box, and if you have a, uh, a head unit like an Android head unit, you could actually plug that uh, that relay box into your Android and control the lights from the touchscreen. And I haven't uh, worked on that yet. But I'm thinking about it. Even though I have a, a nice overhead switch panel that I built uh, with uh, 10 switches on it, uh, I thought it'd be kind of cool to actually uh, just come up with uh, a, a real cheap alternative, which is, uh, it's not really wireless, but it's one wire, one USB cable that runs to the, the switches under your hood, and the other end of the cable would just plug into your head unit. And it could be any any uh, any head unit that uh, that you wanted to do that with. Hell, you could even use a Raspberry Pi to, uh, to switch it if you wanted to, but... Uh, uh, so kind of been messing around with that uh, during my spare time and uh, not uh, not lazy moments, but uh, maybe something that you uh, might, might want to look at if you're uh, so engaged in electronics uh, where uh, you mess around with that stuff anyway. Yeah, I'd have to get a Android head unit then. It's a and it's a good excuse to get a a nice touchscreen in your Jeep. <laughs> I gotta I yeah, gotta get when, this uh-huh. when you're when you're bouncing all over the rocks, you don't have the stability to hit the buttons on the screen anyways. Well, you don't need you turn the lights before you start bouncing, <laughs> right? Turn the lights on before, exactly. yeah. That's if you plan ahead, but who plans ahead? Oh, uh, there you oh, just leave them on all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well that's great. I think we caught it I think we got everybody there in the in the, the, the Zoom room and uh uh, you heard uh, Travis mentioned uh, the uh, the chat room, and he, what he was talking about was our Zoom meeting that we have every week, uh, where you can come on here and listen to the show as it's being recorded, and uh, maybe hear a few things that uh, are uh, you find interesting, and see that the, that everything isn't perfect if you've just been listening to the show, and uh, you go, how do they how do they talk so quick? How do they not have long pauses? Well, that's all the magic of editing. So uh, you can really hear uh, mm-hmm. how the sausage is being made, as we would like to say here, by coming into the uh, the Zoom room, the Zoom channel. And a great way of doing that is to uh, follow us on the, the uh, Jeep Talk Show uh, page, where you'll get notifications about uh, the link that we're going to use, the Zoom meeting link that we're going to use. Thursday night, 9.45 p.m. Central Time is uh, when we open up the Zoom room, and uh, that runs through the... Uh, the conclusion of the uh, of the recording of the episode, and of course the episode comes out on Friday. So, and I think there's enough uh, enough that you don't hear uh, in the uh, the Zoom meeting uh, that uh, causes you to have to go listen to the uh, the the recorded part. Uh, the, the I'm sorry, the part that we actually uh, produce. So, uh, but uh, and also too, if you guys don't know about the uh, bonus segment. Uh, if you download the Jeep Talk Show app, which is free, we don't get anything from it. We just made it uh, available to uh, our listeners to make it easier for you guys to get the show as quickly as possible. Very important when we have a guest with a giveaway uh, because it's always uh, a caller number X, you know, and caller number 10, caller number 7, caller number something. And uh, you want to be able to get in on that as quickly as possible. That the, the best way of doing that is to get the Jeep Talk Show app on your uh, iOS device, your Android device, a tablet. Uh, it's, uh, you know, a thing runs on many, many things. And anyway, there's a little, uh, bonus segment thing there, which is uh, the little chat that we do after the show, after the recording. And there's no other way for you to hear it, uh, other than, uh, but pestering a friend of yours that does have the app. So <laughs> you should get that. You should tell them about the newsletter too, Tony. 
Thanks, Wendy. It's really easy to sign up for a newsletter and also a great way of finding out uh, about our, our Zoom meeting and other things, and especially guests that are coming up and giveaways. You just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, and uh, you'll find the link to click and sign up. It is, it, and it's as easy to unsubscribe as it is to subscribe. I know we've all been burned with uh, spammy uh, email lists, and uh, so far we've been sending out one a week, and it usually happens on Wednesday or Thursdays. And uh, it just gives you some basic information. It's uh, I don't think it's it's spammy at all. So, but uh, but your level of uh, nope. spam may not be uh, uh, what uh, my level of spam is. So it's really easy to unsubscribe. But in fact, I think it's on every newsletter that you receive down at the bottom. You can click and unsubscribe. And we've had a few unsubscribers. We've had uh, many more subscribers than unsubscribers, though. Thankfully, and we really appreciate you guys uh, taking. Well, that's that. good. Yeah, I didn't know how well it was going to play uh, because. Uh, uh, email list. I just think of ew, spam. I don't like getting things I don't want to see. Yeah. So, Chris, this has been your first time joining us as a, a guest host. What do you think? Was it uh, was it fun? Did it is it more fun than breaking a window on your Jeep? <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. It was uh, it was a blast. Poor Chris. Absolutely. <laughs> My window was a blast that I didn't hear, but. Uh, uh, and it's amazing. I'm still finding what glass you, particles what, even after I've taken all the carpet oh, out. Oh yeah. yeah. What are you doing for that window? And and you and the little frame got bent too, didn't it? Are you having to replace the that piece of glass and the channel that it runs in? Yeah, I caught the uh, quarter glass uh, trim is what happened and punched that in. So uh, the good news is the window was only sixty eight dollars oh, at the wow. salvage yard, but the quarter glass oh. with frame was a hundred dollars. So uh, that should be available. It's supposed oh, to be available. They should pick it up tomorrow. And uh, we'll we'll give it uh, give it a shot, but uh, yeah, it was uh, that's the expensive part. So you run around with six rolls but, uh, of duct tape no, uh, no covering issue. that hole, or uh, what? What are you doing to <laughs> a trash bag and duct tape? In a, in a uh, tr- tr- trash bag, yes. And uh, we've had a good amount of rain the past few nights. Oh, and, uh, I've, I've oh. left oh, no. it outside most nights, and it's been no issue. That's great, been no issue. But well, that, uh, no, it's been a blast. I appreciate the good. opportunity, and uh, um, yeah, been fun. Well, it's nice that you have a gray Jeep because it matches the color of duct tape, so it's perfect. You could go months with if the duct tape a, on there. <laughs> and, and, and if I was a little more careful in the duct tape and, and, and got the bag a little tighter, you might not be able to tell because it's got a black top with the the the, uh, the privacy windows in the back, and yeah. it would it'd probably be fine. <laughs> Well, that's great. Now, and, now, hold on a minute. Duct tape comes in all kinds of colors and patterns now. So you had an opportunity to change from gray, and you chose gray. All right. Does, does, yeah. it, does it come in red, uh, Wendy? It does. Oh, you can get God. duct tape in all colors, Tony. I, I wonder, red for sure I needs to be got, in your kit. I wonder if they've got bacon patterns on the, on the duct tape. That would be pretty cool. I wouldn't mind having some bacon duct tape would not surprise me it's probably not the duct tape brand but it's definitely that kind of tape i'm sure of it yeah oh no it, it is my daughter when she was younger was into duct tape creation and, and they have all every kind of pattern you want absolutely everything it's amazing Well, that's it for the show this week, my fellow Jeeper. Until next week, be sure to go to Facebook and follow us. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. Don't forget, look both ways while you're traveling down the trail so you don't bust out the glass on your Jeep. Podcasting since 2010.